Yo, what's up, guys? This is Dave with Dynasty Dorks. We're a year-round fantasy football podcast, and we do Dynasty and Redraft content. Thanks for the follow. Good luck this season. Week four is in the books. We are headed to week five. It is absolutely crazy. Ralph, I know you just had a tough loss, man. Condolences. Yeah. Point. I've never lost by point less than point two. So that's a two-yard gain that I needed Austin Eckler to get. Um, or I mean, I had Herbie. I have just I had Justin Herbert. It's a it's a seven-yard pass. I just needed them to try and convert on that first down. And uh it's it's painful because it's one of those teams that was it's one and two. It's it's scoring pretty high. Uh, I've, I've just had some terrible matchups. I've been going up against the highest scores and going one and three, losing by point two. That that hurts. Yeah, no, it's Monday night. It can be really tough. Thursday night's tough because then you start off with like you know behind the eight ball. Then you know you when you lose to a Monday night game after you had to you know wait all day. For yeah. that is brutal. Um, have you do you have any leagues where you do the median scoring as well? So, like, you get uh, a win or a loss for the head to head, and then a win or a loss for beating the median score. No, but that sounds super interesting. Yeah, so I, I don't exactly know what the, someone can comment what the, what the score is actually called, but basically, you get um, you get a point for at least beating the league average. So, the league average will say is 145. And you score 150, but you lose to the the guy that scores 151, then you still get a W. Um, but if you score 98 points and lose, you get two two losses, um, one for losing and one for sucking, um, for you know bringing the weight down. So um, it's it is pretty interesting, um, you know, because you do have times where your division's tougher, your schedule's tougher, and you're like, man, I scored 168 points. And the guy, the, the the guy scored 170, the highest score beat me. And this other dude scored 99 points and one. And it's like, wow, you know, wow. so yeah. it's something interesting to look at. So um, with waiver wires, um, you know, this is a really crucial time of the year. There's yep. injuries piling up left and right. We already have about 20% of the starting quarterbacks are not playing. Um, we have a bunch of running back injuries to go through. Um, So before we talk about the news, we are going to talk about our sponsor. Our sponsor is Manscaped. So if you go to manscaped.com and you put in the promo code DynastyDorks20, all one word, all capital, you get 20% off plus free shipping. We talked about it last week. Christmas is coming. Go and grab something for yourself. Go grab something for, you know, for a loved one. You don't have to go with the lawnmower. You can go with t-shirt boxers. You can go with deodorant. You can go with lotions. They got crop preserver. They got everything. So if you if you think you have someone in your life that you, that you could use a little extra grooming, grooming um, it's the number one place for uh, men's grooming. Go to menscape.com, Dynasty Dorks 20. You get 20% off. Big news, Dave Montgomery, Joe Mixon. Yep. So Joe Mixon was trying to get, you know, trying to run the clock out, kind of jammed his foot in the ground, ankle sprain. Don't really know if he's going to play this week or not. It's looking like it's questionable. 
that's going to be a big, big situation this weekend or this week, and you want to prepare. David Montgomery, we know he's going to be out. We just don't know the extent of it. They're saying they don't think it's serious. They don't think it's an ACL, but they're running more tests. Quarterbacks, got Teddy Bridgewater. He had a concussion. Then we had um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy they're G. saying they're, they're not going to rule him out this week, but they also are saying he could be out multiple weeks. So <laughs> he's very, 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 very doubtful. Um, I would put him on the out category already. He's already came out and said he's expecting to miss a few weeks. Yep. So with that being said, there's a lot of people to talk about in the waiver wires. Before that, I want to talk about who were your top performers this week because there's so many games going on. I know about I don't know about you, but I'm watching, you know, I'm watching eight games at once. Yep. I'm trying to catch everything. I'm not gonna lie, you can't catch everything. So the top 10 quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Okay. So this is, you know, this is your, your production. So as far as your, um, you know, as far as your, your quarterbacks, there were some monster performances this week. Yeah. But let's go. With, let's go with what's trending on, on. On, let's go with what's trending here on. Sleeper, yeah. Sleeper. If you don't yeah. use Sleeper, it is my favorite of of all Best. the platforms, and they give you the trending. So, trending up, Damian Williams. We already talked about the injury to David Montgomery. Damian Williams is the number one waiver wire ad. Just so everyone knows, he also is injured. He he should be playing this week, but he also got nicked up in the game. The person following him would be Khalil Herbert. So if you can't get Williams, Herbert might be someone you look at when we talk about the running backs. Dalton Schultz, Jameson Crowder, Samaj P. Ryan, Dawson Knox, A.J. Green, New England Patriots defense because they have Houston. Alex Collins, Cordero Patterson. That's a cheat code with that running back receiver. Kenneth Gainwell, Randall Cobb, Dallas Cowboys, Max Williams, Sam Donald, Brandon Bolden, Trey Lance, Jeremy McDonald, Jeremy McNichols, CJ Uzama, Latavius Murray, James Conner, Minnesota Vikings. So there's Khalil Herbert, Van Jefferson, Kadarius Tony, Darnell Mooney, Renfro. All these guys are at the top ads. The top drops, Tyson Williams. People were spending up like crazy through two, three weeks ago. Yeah, started hot, started yeah. real hot. DJ Chark, we're going to talk about him. Nick Westbrook, a kind, Tennessee Titans D, Bengals D, Peyton Barber, Sony Michelle, JJ Taylor, Robert Tunyon, Will Fuller. New Orleans Saints, Royce Freeman, Christian Kirk, Tony Jones. Tony Jones also got hurt. Will Fuller also got hurt. And um, DJ Chark got hurt. Mark Ingram, Cameron Bray, Tim Patrick, Chicago Bears, Le'Veon Bell, Alexander Madison, KJ Osborne. A lot of these guys are guys we talked about as waiver wire ads the last few weeks. Yep. Yep. Zach Pascal, Logan Thomas, he also got hurt. 
Naheem Hines, Tyler Conklin, Teddy Bridgewater, Philip Lindsay, Miles Gaskin, Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Ray. That pains me, man. That pains me to see Ayuk on there. Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Harris Marshall. That one hurts. Cole Beasley, Jameis Winston. So a lot of these week one waiver wire guys are now the guys that everyone's cutting. So when you look at this, you have to remember this is a long season. You go and spend all your fab week one, yep, and then you're left holding the bag, and then you got to drop these guys. It's tough. So let's talk about our quarterback ads. Who is the who is the first quarterback you'd like to talk about? Well, let's start running backs. Running backs. Running backs. Let's do it. What, what running back would you like to add this week? Looking at running backs, I I want to start, and 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 this part of it is just because of what I've been tweeting. So I will I will practice what I preach, and and I've been talking about Kenneth Gainwell quite a bit. Um, Kenneth Gainwell is someone who we've seen. I mean, he, he was he was a he was I, I want to say a top five rookie running back coming in from that class. Um, people anticipated he'd go and be a workhorse back somewhere, be that that a back somewhere, and he just when he went to Philly, people dropped him. People. People stopped caring about him. So when that happened, we we just assumed that he was going to not not produce at all year one. And here he is with Philadelphia outproducing Miles Sanders through four weeks of the season in a, in a PPR format. Um, it seems to be that when Philly needs that explosiveness, when Philly needs that production, they go to Gainwell, and it's not Sanders. So um, I could he could he lose that role? Probably not. Um, but we we may see game will be a bigger part of that offense. And I mean, I'm, I'm picking him up. That's me. Yeah. They, they just seem to have abandoned the uh, run game and Gainwell is, is getting a lot of the work in the passing game and on the mm-hmm. two minute drills, he is the guy. Yeah. So um, Sanders, you know, someone asked me today, how worried are you about miles Sanders? He said, I've been worried all off season. Yeah. If you've caught the shows, he's someone that I said to avoid in your drafts because of the price i was not paying up for someone that i really didn't know what to expect but i figured it was going to be very similar to what we see um you know with these committee backfields and that's what we're seeing and on top of it it's a low scoring offense with a rushing quarterback and i recipe for disaster i like kenneth gainwell as a pick um one i'm going to talk about and this one might be a little bit higher owned but Latavius Murray, you need to check it out. He is the lead for the Ravens right now. Yeah. He is the back to own. It's not Le'Veon Bell. It's not Devonta Freeman. It's not Tyson Williams. It's Latavius Murray. So you need to go check him out. And then we talked earlier about the injuries. I'll take the one to Joe Mixon because I, I you know, that does sound like it's going to be at least a week. Yep. It's Samaj P. Ryan. Um, he's the one that came in. He's the one that played. The other guys are Chris Evans and Travion Williams. But Samaj P. Ryan's the one that came in and played when Mixon went down the other day. Mm-hmm. P. Ryan is someone that you need to prioritize, especially if you're the Mixon manager. Go get him. Could be a one or two week filler. I agree with that. And there was a lot of offseason hype around Chris Evans. And but when it comes down to it, rookies and, and in that position. P. Ryan's, uh, I mean, he looked good too. He looked good. Even yep. when Mixon was in the game, they were putting him in there for a few touches and he was getting some valuable touches. So I'm, 
if I'm a Mixon owner, I'm 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 going for P Ryan because that that injury, hopefully it doesn't linger. Hopefully it, it's it's there. You know it, he he's back in a few weeks, if not next week. But P Ryan looked good. Oh, absolutely. Who's the next running back for you? The other one I would say, and and obviously for me, I I, I always thought it'd be Darrington Evans. I, I I really wanted it to be him for a long time in Dynasty. I think I drafted him in almost all my Dynasty teams. Um, thinking, you know what, hey, he he's he's the nice salt and pepper to to Derrick Henry, to the man that that full beast that they have in Tennessee. But um, for me, it, Jeremy McNichols looked really good, and and obviously part of it was sure AJ Brown was not playing, Julio was not playing. They were limited on what wide receivers were playing, and obviously the game script favored him a little bit. But regardless, Tennessee looks at that and they say, you know what, we may have something here with this guy. And I mean, quick agile, explosive, out of the backfield, something that they haven't had. I mean, you don't have to when you have Derrick Henry, but um, Nichols look really good. And so, I mean, that's someone in my league, maybe if he's there stashing him, holding him for one more week, maybe it was just a one-week fluke. Maybe it's game plan moving forward. But I'll tell you, Tennessee did not look good, so I anticipate them being behind quite a bit in this season. So if that's the case and game script switches to that, Nick Nichols might be the guy to, to add. Well, so. Henry had 35 touches this week yeah. and the type of uses he's getting, you know, we just, and I, I hate to see it. I don't want to see anyone get hurt, but you know, with the amount of touches he's had last two seasons and he's already had about a hundred touches to start the yep. season, yep. it's piling up. So yeah, I, I, I bit on the whole Makai Sargent train. People are saying, Hey, go get Makai Sargent. I'm like, well, he's available in all my leagues. So I picked him up. <laughs> Um, I drafted Brian Hill with my last pick in the yep. Scott Fishbowl. Um, you just didn't know who it was going to be. And yep. McNichols, he's shown some stuff when he was in the Jets. And, um, you know, he's got some juice to him. So uh, he's a running back out of Boise. About a, I think he's a fifth-year guy at this point in his career. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's he looked good yesterday. He looked really good. He was actually their top receiver. Um, so I'll put Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert together. Um I would prioritize Damian Williams. It does sound like he would play, but if he can't, if you can't get him, Khalil Herbert, it's worth a very low zero or one dollar bid to yep. go get Herbert because if Williams it does not play, it's Herbert. And if Williams does play, Herbert's going to be the second guy. There's no yep. more Tariq Cohen. He's on the IR. Sounds like he might not even play this year. You need to go get um, Herbert, and he looks really good this preseason. He did. I know that's another rookie that I loved this offseason. And then he ended in Chicago, a very similar situation to Gainwell. Um, except in that situation, he got stuck behind two good running backs in Montgomery yep. and Williams. So um, if given a chance, I mean, I, I loved Herbert. So definitely worth a stash. Yeah. And, and with them, like it's, it's not, you're not just, you know, looking at the player, always look at the system that you're going into someone that's going to go and, and, be into that Joe Mixon role or that David Montgomery role is very valuable. And yep. you don't have to be Tony Pollard to get that kind of volume because yeah, if Tony Pollard went into the Zeke role. That'd be fantastic. And Tony Pollard yep. is, is a better player than McNichols or, um, you know, Khalil Herbert. Yeah. But those guys are still going to be fantasy viable if they can oh, get sure. that type of uh, volume. I'll just throw the, a couple of norm, more names to look at. Dwayne Washington, Washington, because Tony Jones is out. Brandon Bolden, 
um, JD McKissick, and then AJ Dillon. We actually saw AJ Dillon get in, get in some work this week. Yeah. So we let's, did. Let's, let's go to receivers. Give me your first receiver to add. My first one is, and it, it pains me. It pains me to say, um, because I mean, all off season, I preached Gabe Davis. I was probably the biggest Gabe Davis preacher and speaking it from the mountaintops, but um, I was wrong. And, and Emmanuel Sanders is absolutely a part of that offense. And I mean, he, he's right behind in, in yardage and targets um, behind digs. So that is, it's looking good. And honestly with Buffalo, the way that they're pass heavy and the way that they're passing that ball, Sanders is their, is their wide receiver too. And surprisingly, he's still a free agent. I, I want to say I was trying to look up sleeper, how what the percentage is in, in sleeper, but um, man, he looks good. He looks good in Buffalo, and obviously, I think Josh Allen can make anyone look good. But that uh, th- that offense is favoring him. So Sanders is a big one for me this week. Yeah, yeah, I, I was a big Beasley guy this whole off season, and I thought Sanders. I mean, he's been on four teams in the last two seasons. I thought he was cooked, and he's looking really good. He actually leads the team in air yards in Buffalo. They're just they're using him down the field, using him all over the place. He's a, a big part of that offense. Uh, the person that I, I'm going to talk about is Darnell Mooney. Yep. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Mooney, he looked so good. And uh, he's a guy we hyped up all offseason. And there's, you know, all of the haters have been coming out of the woodworks um, to to talk shit on, on Mooney. And he looked awesome. He looked awesome. Him and Justin Fields were really good this weekend. Yeah. And it was. Um, it was good to see him back and healthy. So Darnell Mooney is someone um, who is another receiver for us. I, and then real quickly on Mooney, I tweeted something out earlier about Allen Robinson this week. I thought Robinson was going to have his breakout week. I thought he was going to have the Mooney week. Um, yeah. This week. But I mean, obviously that, that Mooney and Fields connection that was preached all off season. It was awesome to see it live and to have Fields prepare for it. Um, another guy is Jamison Crowder. Um, obviously was on COVID to begin with, I think. And then he, he hurt himself. I think it was a hammy injury or something where he yep. was practicing, um, finally plays boom, right off the target, um, right off the bat gets nine, 10 targets, um, looks like that slot receiver that really helped out Wilson. And I don't want to say it was Crowder that helped Wilson look good. Cause that Tennessee defense is not the best, but Wilson looked like a different quarterback. Wilson looked good. He was making quick reads, and whenever he needed that that quick dump off, Crowder was right there. Um, yep. But Crowder is is absolutely a pickup for me. He's actually the my number one priority on wide receivers. If he's available in any of my leagues with bye weeks coming up, he's a solid bye week filler. Um, that I even preached Hunter Renfro a few weeks ago. Um, my boy Renfro just keeps kicking some ass, so it's it, it's been awesome to see him doing that. And uh, but Crowder for me is is a big name for me. Yeah, and Wilson needed another option other than Corey Davis. We saw what happened in the Patriots game. They took Davis away, and, and it just got really bad. And and Wilson, he's not afraid. He's a very confident kid, and he's got a great arm. So he tried to force a couple balls in, and that's where you had those tip balls, mm-hmm. interceptions, and things like that. So Crowder is uh, – he's, he's a veteran. Um, he's really – he's still pretty young. He's 28. Yeah. Um, he is someone that uh, I was really hoping – got traded. So we had a Crowder go be successful somewhere else. Yeah. And then uh, Elijah Moore season. Um, so next year we'll probably get to see that. Um, and I, I think Crowder is, is someone you can definitely add. Um, Rashad yeah. Bateman, we've said it every single week. Yep. And so if you have not done that already, you're probably too late or you're going to have to pay a ton of fab for him. 
-hmm. he's probably going to be the most expensive receiver on the free agency this week Mm -hmm. because everyone's talking about him. We've been talking about him for three weeks. You should have been on the train early, but if not, you got to pay the piper. You got to get him. Um, I still think he's going to probably slot in as the number two. Marquise Brown looks really freaking good. Yeah, he Um, does. But he's going to take Sammy Watkins' job immediately. Um, He does really well in the the intermediate game and does all those things that, um, you know, very similar like a DJ Moore. You can catch him all over the field. Um, He's going to be able to uh, really compliment Marquise Brown really Mm -hmm. well. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to that. And then I'll throw another one out there um, is, is Curtis Samuel. Yeah. So he's got yeah. his team back. He had a quiet week, week one, but he's going to get going. That offense looks pretty good under under Heineke. And um, I think Samuel is someone you can definitely add. Any other receivers? I I would say the last one is Tim Patrick. I know we kind of saw him fizzle off a little bit. He's had a good start to the year. Um, Obviously been able to benefit from Judy going down. I think it's worth using Patrick here for the next couple weeks because I think Judy comes back. He's eligible to come back, I think, week six um, because they did place him on IR. So he'll be back hopefully week six. I have a bunch of Judy shares, so I'm hoping he does come back. But um, for the next few weeks, Tim Patrick's another guy that should benefit from Judy being down. Um, and, and then, I mean, Drew Locke, I mean, it looks like Teddy Bridgewater might be out. I mean, hopefully that concussion is is not as bad as it um, seemed originally. But, I mean, if, if Drew Locke is under center, we know he likes to sling the ball. We know that's happening. Um, Tim Patrick will continue to benefit from that. So that's another guy for me this week. Yeah, and Tim Patrick played last year. Um, and when he had spot duty for Cortland Sutton, he played well and with Locke. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm down with that one. Um, some other mentions, um, Zach Pascal, KJ, uh, KJ Osborne, Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk, uh, Terrace Marshall. So don't forget to check, you know, who's dropped. Um, you might see someone dropped. Some of these guys we're talking about might be dropped and you can scoop them right back up. Yep. So as far as tight ends, give me a tight end that, that I need to prioritize this week. I would say all of the offseason – Another another miss for me. I, I preached Jarwin. I thought Jarwin would take over that offense. But Schultz, man, Schultz is for tight ends. I mean, between Dawson Knox and him, I mean, Schultz just seems to have the edge. He he seems like the go-to guy. When it's Cooper and Lamb are taken, he's the go-to guy there. 15 targets over the last two games. He's been able to just really, really go out and just have a day. Three touchdowns over the last two games. He seems to be incorporated more on that offense. Um Jarwin really is taking the back hill. And I mean, I don't know if this is right, but Sleeper says he's rostered in 5% of leagues. And if that's the case, dude, Schultz is a steal, especially with, with the tight end position always being a hit or miss. I mean, yeah. it, it, I mean, he's he's the tight end three in PPR right now. Um, huge, huge value, huge guy in a pass-heavy offense. Can't be pass-heavy. Last couple of weeks have been run-heavy. It'll just depending on script, but as I just mentioned, 15 targets in a pass-heavy scheme over the last two weeks in Dallas, he is absolutely someone I'm, I'm looking to get, and I, I'm willing to spend some 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 fab money on him. Yeah, so just to run through a few uh, numbers from guys we talked about, and this is in redraft leagues, so this is redraft data. Mm-hmm. 39% rostered in redraft on Sleeper for Schultz. Okay, okay. 
that makes a lot of sense. Damian Williams, 13. Jamison Crowder, 28. Samaj P. Ryan, 4. Dawson Knox is who I'll talk about. Yeah, 51. I will say this to caution. I think Dawson Knox is a little bit of fool's gold. I think he's good. I think you can stream him. But I don't think you're going to, you know, you might think you're buying something. It's the Houston Texans. You want to stream your tight ends and pretty much every player mm-hmm. against the Houston Texans. So just be careful. Don't go out and think you're buying, you know, a top five tight end. He's a good tight end, but he's more of a streamer. I'd only put maybe 5% of my fab. If I really needed a tight end, maybe 10%. Yeah. Um, AJ Green, 40%. Um, another guy we missed, Alex Collins. Yeah. Yeah. 40% owned. He looked like he had a little bit more juice than Carson. I know Carson was banged up. What are your thoughts about Alex Collins? I'm wondering if because I saw he looks really good, and then I I, I just love his dances whenever he scores a touchdown. I, I just yeah. think that's awesome. Um, but I, I think whether they were trying to manage Carson's time a little bit because they play Thursday night, correct? They play against the the Rams. Correct. Yep. So I mean, I, I'm thinking maybe they were just trying to to watch watch his playing time. Maybe they didn't want him as um, Carson you know, came in involved. a little dinged up. Yeah. And then and and maybe trying to, to 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 baby that injury, but Collins looked really good, and 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 obviously in Seattle where they've not historically looked to be a pass heavy. We know Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, um, so Collins is actually a really good one that we totally forgot. But yeah, I would in a redraft, I'd be looking to get Collins as, as a quick little stash in there. Um, yeah, for sure. And then Randall Cobb, sixteen percent. He had a big week. Yeah, with did. MVS out, Lazard has not been used. Tunyon's really not been used. He's worth an ad. I don't know if I would start him right away, but he's worth an ad. Um, Jeremy McNichols, 4%. Um, CJ Uzama had a huge week, only 3%. Latavius Murray's 55%. Khalil Herbert is 0%. <laughs> we left out two guys. So two, one's a rookie. Let's see if you can guess this. So one is a sophomore receiver. He had a big week. He led his team, even though they have two top receivers. He was the top receiver this week. And then the other one plays for my Giants. Ooh, I'm assuming for your Giants. Are you talking about Tony? Yeah, Tony, 12% owned. Had a 89, 89 yards on uh, you know, six catches, eight to on eight targets. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. He looked like a first round pick that, you know, I mean, that the Giants invested in. Um, now, the other guy, sophomore, led the team in targets. He led the team in, in fantasy points this week, even though they have a top five overall receiver on their squad this year. I don't know. Who is it? Van Jefferson. Oh, my boy, Van. How could I forget? 12 percent on van jefferson he looked good man and, and and i mean could it be one of those things because i saw that his dad was a coach on on the cardinals um his dad was like a wide receiver coach on the cardinals so could it be like the thing where he just goes out and he wants to really show off to his dad and, and make his dad proud uh <laughs> i mean yeah. maybe but he looked he looked good 
he he outplayed Woods this past week. He outproduced Woods. Um, yeah. It just it looked good, and a lot of the offseason stuff, and I know that a lot of it is just shenanigans, and I know a lot of it doesn't really matter, um, but it was that Van Jefferson worked his ass off this offseason, and he's looked good through four games. I mean, he's already got, yeah. I think, two or three touchdowns. He's, he's way more involved, obviously, last season. There were some injuries and whatnot, but – he has looked good, and I'm I'm excited to keep having him. But yes, I have him in almost all my dynasty leagues. He's definitely worth a a look in redraft. Yeah. So the the other tight ends, um, Tyler Conklin, Max Williams. I'm not very interested in Max Williams. I know he's been used the last couple of weeks. Tyler Conklin, he's been hit or miss. Um, Ricky Seals Jones will get the nod with Logan Thomas being out. Logan Thomas is a hamstring injury. So those are very tricky. Could be a couple weeks, could be one week, could be four, five, six weeks. Um, Pat Fryermuth, if he's available, pick him up. Ben can't yep. throw the ball down the field, so tight ends where you want to go. Um, and then QB streamers. So give me give me a quarterback, just free agent wise, that you think would be on the waivers that you want to go after this week. <sighs> Surprisingly, I don't know if he would be um, because, I mean, he's he's a top 10 quarterback right now, and he he's third in the league in rushing yards for quarterbacks, and he has looked phenomenal this whole year, and I got him in Scott Fishbowl in the sixth round, none other than your boy Danny Dimes. He should absolutely be worth a pickup. Um, now, Dallas' defense is good. Dallas' defense has looked good and, and and good is a reach considering what Dallas's defense looked like last year. But I mean, Trayvon Diggs, absolute ball hawk on defense. But what we've seen is they'll allow some yardage. They'll allow some pieces, especially when it comes down to it. I mean, I think last week they had Darnold locked down and Darnold still ended up being a top five or top 10 quarterback because of that yeah. garbage time passing garbage time points. Um, if the Giants can just keep up with Dallas, obviously it's going to take Daniel Jones to do that. I think, I think he puts up another top 10 week. I mean, he's looked really good, had his first 400-yard uh, passing game this last week. Um, I've been big on Daniel Jones, and I think he continues to do it. So, I mean, for me, a streamer, is he's one of them for this week. Yeah, he's 36% owned. A lot of people bailed on him during Atlanta. Um, after the Atlanta game, I think they had high hopes, and they just it was a short leash because they didn't have a lot of faith in him to begin the season. Um, so 36%, um, you know, have – have him on the roster. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy we just talked about, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, so Sam Darnold gets Philly this week. Um, and Darnold is someone that has been really good all year. I love the situation that he's in. Yep. Um, when you have a situation where you are surrounded by weapons and you have a great offensive coordinator, a future head coach yeah. in uh, Joe Brady, you're going to be successful. 45% owned. Go get Sam Darnold. He gets the Eagles this week. Which is a good one. I will say, if I can just throw in an honorable mention in there, Zach Wilson against Atlanta looks juicy. Mm -hmm. Looks real juicy. So if, yeah. if I'm desperate, if I'm desperate, if I just, for whatever reason, lost Jimmy G and didn't have Trey as a backup or don't have it, another option in a super flex league, Go pick up Zach Wilson. He should have a pretty good game against Atlanta. Yeah, and I'll tell everyone, watch for Kirk Cousins to be dropped so you can go pick him up. He gets the Detroit Lions this week. Oh, absolutely. So Kirk Cousins is a, is a top streamer. Trevor Lawrence gets Tennessee. Trey Lance gets Arizona. 
Zach Wilson gets Atlanta, Mac Jones, Houston, then Justin Fields, Las Vegas. So where, where would you, who would you pick Trey Lance at Arizona, Zach Wilson, Atlanta, Mac Jones at Houston, Justin Fields, Las Vegas. Where would you go? I'm taking Wilson. I'm taking Wilson for sure. Um, I mean, Trey Lance, I just don't don't know. Yeah. I just don't see that ending. Well, um, that that defense looked good. Um, no, you just don't know about Trey Lance. And obviously, I, I think I think he went what, what was it eight for eighteen? He completed yeah. if not fifty percent, right underneath fifty percent. Um, obviously, wasn't prepared, but I'm not going with him. Same thing with Justin Fields. I mean, he he looked good leading the Bears to that to that win, but he put up seven fantasy points. He put up yep. two hundred yards, no touchdowns, no rushing yards. He's a rookie. You expect it from him. I mean, give it give it a year. Next year we won't be having this conversation about Fields, but for for this year, I'm not I'm not going with that. And I mean, we just saw Zach Wilson take his first big boy game and and, and win that. That mm-hmm. confidence rolls over to one of the worst defenses in the league. He's about to have a good game. Yeah, I think people you know they they see a couple of good performances from rookies and they yeah. expect everyone to do it. You know, everyone expected Justin Fields and um, Trey Lance to go and do what Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow did. And yeah. they, those guys were, you know, exceptions, not the rule. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to my buddy today and I said, you yeah, know, it takes a while. Yeah. Peyton Manning's rookie year, he set the record for interceptions. Yeah. You know, and, Eli, yeah, yeah, Eli, yo, go ahead. I was going to say, and this year leading the league in interceptions is both Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. So it's, yeah. it's a race. It's a race to the finish. Yeah, and you know Eli always jokes with Peyton. He said, you know, if I would have played more than eight games my rookie year, I would have broke that. I would have took another one of your records. <laughs> um, you know, but he only played eight games because Kurt Warner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's all five all five of our rookie quarterbacks are going to play this week. Lawrence gets Tennessee. Trey Lance gets Arizona. Zach Wilson gets Atlanta. Mac Jones gets Houston, and Justin Fields might get Las Vegas. Remember. Andy Dalton's still lurking. He could possibly start if he's not, you know, if he's if he's healthy. So let's finish it up with some some streamers. Give me one defense that you're going to stream this week. It's got to be it. It's one of those things. Every year, I feel like there's one defense that you just have to pick up whatever defense plays a certain team. And this year, that team is Houston. I think as we all predicted. So for this week, I'm streaming New England's defense. They actually just looked really good against Tom Brady and the Bucks, and that Bucks offense is supposed to be one of the best in the league. It was pouring. Belichick knows Brady. There's a bunch of narratives as to why they were so good, but they still looked really good. And for yeah. them to go against the Houston Texans um, with Davis Mills, poor guy, that that is my number one option this week. That's my number one go-to defense this week. Yeah, no, I like that one quite a bit. Um, I think, you know, we talked about Trey Lance. He He's going to – Arizona, remember how they came out like gangbusters week one, yep. and they were all over. Um, Chandler Jones had five sacks. Well, they're going to get Trey Lance this week. Arizona is someone that I'll be looking at. Yep. And, you know, I know we talked a lot about Zach Wilson. Um, Atlanta isn't the best defense, but with Makai Becton out, the Jets have let up a lot of sacks. Yep. And um, Zach Wilson holds the ball. You can get oh, wow. some sacks there, um, maybe some turnovers, but Atlanta might be someone to look at just because of that. 
Dallas is going to be popular this week against yep. the Giants. Tennessee at Jacksonville. And then Baltimore at Indy um, is someone. Baltimore has not been the, the greatest um, as far as a, a fantasy defense this year. But Wentz is literally like two busted ankles. He's a sitting duck back there. Um, he is a problem. Yeah. Um, and you're going to get some fantasy production if you do that, if you, if you attack those guys. So, so yeah, that's, that's all the ads. Uh, if you have any start sick questions, if you have any ad questions, um, you know, how much fab you should use or who you should drop to pick up these guys, make sure you, you know, make sure you just comment below, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Ralph, where can everybody find you on Twitter? You guys can find me at Lobos FF Den. Give me a follow if you don't want to. It's cool. Ask me questions. I answer them anyways. Uh, always here for you guys. I love to be there. Um, and I think the the last thing that I'll say going into it is um, Alphas of the Week. Last week was my most successful week yet. There was a 71% chance that my Alphas of the Week were in the top five. So um, best week yet. Look out for my Alphas of the Week coming in tomorrow. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Make sure you guys give him a follow. Uh, make sure you follow me at Dynasty Dorks. You can check all of our content out on um, Spotify, Apple. Um, you can also go on YouTube. It's all, always going to be Dynasty Dorks, one word, fantasy football, too. All right. We'll hope you had a, a, a good week four and good luck this season. Good luck. Bye.